What's up, everyone, and welcome to another Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. First, we have to apologize for technical difficulties for the last Jets episode. Our producer, Ricey, was not happy with us. We had low volume, high volume, things were happening, uh, but we're hopefully uh, on the right path here. Um, and it was also fixed with the last Knicks episode. But anyway, today for the Jets pod, we have a new coach, Alex. We have a new regime man. He, he's already walking in with his staff. If you're listening to this, the press conference was yesterday. Hopefully, he didn't have crazy eyes like Gase, right? Uh, but we'll get we'll get into all that uh, with Robert Sala, and then uh, we have some insane Watson rumors, and of course, we have to talk about Allen Robinson joining him. So we'll get into all that. But uh, Alex, there's some actual football happening. What's for et cetera? What's good, John? And once again, just to echo what you said, sorry for the technical difficulties. Happens once in a while, people. But you know what? We're here trying to fix it and bring a better quality product to you, all right? But for the et cetera portion today, John, we have playoffs this week, all right? Playoffs? Uh, we got some playoff games that we got to touch on, and we're going to do that in our et cetera portion and see if there's anything worth betting on. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Oh, oh, playoffs, little Jim Mora. I love it. We can't even win a damn game. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Ricey. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the whole new world, man. We are we are in a whole new regime in this in this Jets episode. Robert Salah has officially been hired. Alex, what's up, dude? What's up? How's your week? What's going on? How are we feeling, man? Oh my God, John! I can't tell you how stoked I am that we ha- we have a new head coach. This is actually one of the very few times as a Jets fan that I can actually say that I'm happy to have a new head coach, even though it seems like we're doing that consistently. But Robert Solomon, whoo! I'm doing good, man. I can only tell you this: I was actually really excited today. I was really, really ready to t- go about this uh, Jets podcast because my Jets uh, ch- uh, text group. We got a little spicy today, man, on, on what's the value of Deshaun Watson, how, how deep we should go in, how much should we empty the, 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 the pocketbook, the, the satchel, the whatever you want, the bank, the vault, whatever you got, <laughs> whatever phrase you want to use. I don't give a damn. But yeah, so I'm just hyped, man. I'm hyped to talk about this today. How are you feeling? <laughs> oh, man. I, I know, dude. I, I cannot stop thinking about Deshaun Watson myself. But let's just let's just pull it back for a second, right? Because let's let's start with the real news that we actually have at the moment, right? So it's Wednesday, we're recording at night. Um, the Robert Sala press conference is tomorrow. We're really excited about it. So just for starters, it's not just Robert Sala. He already um, is bringing on uh, Mike Lafleur, the offensive coordinator um, from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, we have John Benton from the 49ers, the offensive line coach, coming with him. We got Greg Knapp, the Falcons quarterback coach. And we have Rob Calabrese, the passing game specialist from the – he was the Broncos offensive quality control coach. Fun fact, from East Islip. And he, he's, uh, he was uh, Arthur's uh, – our, our, our buddy Arthur's uh, coach out in East Islip uh, when he used to play for them. So um, just like small world, little uh, little uh, Jets family action going on over here. But yo, man, what a staff, dude! Do we, we have a staff? We have a staff. 
that's a fun fact about Arthur. Shout out to you, Arthur, because uh, I know you listen to this pod and really appreciate it, bro. Uh, pad for life. Um, but yo, dude, we got a staff. We're ready. We're ready to go. Robert Sawa. Uh, by the way, plug for you for the Jet Press. You wrote about Mike Lafour. So if you haven't uh, checked that out, not Matt Lafour, Mike Lafour. Let's keep that. Let's keep it straight. Uh, our boy John here is a new contributor for the Jet Press. If you have not heard, and he dropped his first piece this past weekend, so definitely go check it out. It gives you a nice deep dive into who Michael Ford is, where he came from, what are the coaching trees, how deep that coaching tree is. I'm not going to ruin it for you because you should go read it yourself and go figure it out, okay? There's no surprises here. We're not doing that, all right? Go give my man that quick, all right? Go read that article. <laughs> go, go give him some fame. Let's go. Um, so... Dude, first of all, that was a great article. That was a lot of that was a lot of knowledge that you dropped. One, two. I am hyped for what this defense and what this offense can look like. I don't know what the step is going to be for this upcoming season. I, I don't know. I, I I can't say I see a winning team. I still think we're going to be on the losing side, but not by much. But maybe like a six, ten, seven, and nine at at the at this point right now, just because. Based on what the roster is, we don't know what the offseason is going to look like. We don't know who we're drafting, so forth. What we have, that's what I'm going off of. But I'm excited because I know after that next year, we're going to be taking that step because we have a guy who's an energizer bunny on the sideline, the dude who needs someone to hold him back. And on top of that, getting Michael Floor, part of that offensive like genius scheme just to get guys out and open. And not just, it doesn't even have to be superstars. It could be anybody. Just look what they did out in uh, San Fran, right? Like you, you had Raheem Mostert. On any other team, that man is not Raheem Mostert that we know today. Okay, let's be real. Let's keep it 100. So the fact that he could do it with like a three-headed backfield, get like wide receivers who are not pro bowlers. They're not, you know, nothing crazy. And he can get those guys open like a Debo Samuel, right? Uh, it, it's, I'm just excited. He get, These guys make nothing into something, and I'm excited for that. That's base, that's what I could say. And we already have a good defense, and Salah's a defensive mind, and what he did with that defense, woof, can't wait, man. I just cannot wait. There's a lot of hype. I know it's. I know some fans may think that it's it's not reasonable to have this much hype over a head coach because it's show me now, and we'll talk later. Uh, but there's just something where you can. It's kind of like that Rex Ryan film, man. You see what he did in San Fran. You see the energy he brings. How can you not be excited about someone who's going to bring that energy to an organization that didn't have that energy for the past two years? And quite frankly, for the past six years, even under Todd Bowles, man, like guys fought for him to a certain extent, but there was not that energy that we had like under Rex Ryan. Like, you know, like that, that energy, like those first two years under Rex, like if he can keep that going every single year, which it seems like it was in San Fran with him there, man, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely, man. And it's, it's, it's beautiful because it's not, it has the Rex Ryan energy. Like you said, you're absolutely right about that. But he also has the actual wherewithal to hire an offense, right? So, like, the one, uh, one of the, um, there's a lot of like Jets for clicks, right? The little hashtag Jets for clicks, right? Where everyone likes to talk bad about the Jets because it generates revenue and it generates, you know, every, everyone loves talking about that. One thing that came up, uh, as soon as Robert Salah was hired to say why it was a bad hire was because if his coordinators end up doing well, 
they're gonna take they're gonna get hired in other places. So we were all making fun of that article. It was Pro Football Talk. Uh, Mike Fiorio. We we're saying, okay, now it's a bad hire because it's such a good hire, right? Which is insane. But I'm gonna pull it back for one second because if you want to look at the 49ers, man, like we just took like their defensive coordinator, and then we just took their offensive line coach and their offensive coordinator, like. I mean, and he wasn't the OC now. He's our OC. He wasn't there, but he was pretty much, you know, tr- trusted to Shanahan, to be Shanahan's guy. So I'm really excited. The fact that we fleeced the 49ers who were in the Super Bowl like last year, you know, and we, we took their staff, not their injured players. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that, that's what made them what they were. So I'm really excited about that. A little nugget about uh, Robert Stalah was he was a defensive intern in 2005, a defensive quality control coach from 2006 to 2009, and an assistant linebackers coach from 2009 to 2010 for the Legion of Boom, the Seattle Seahawks Legion of Boom. Like, he was in that defense. And what comes with that is Richard Sherman. So Richard Sherman was there and Robert Sala coached him in a, you know, a bigger role with the 49ers. And Richard Sherman is a guy without an agent, right? We know that the Stanford guy, he negotiates his own contract and he chose, you know what I mean? To stay and remain with Sala, a guy that he knew pretty well. And now he's already online, probably advocating for himself to be a jet, right? Cause if he doesn't have an agent, he's probably doing that a little bit for himself. And he's also advocating for other players to join the Jets, which we're going to get, get into, uh, Deshaun Watson, but also like Kuan Williams, which I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but the, the, the slot corner from, uh, from the 49ers. Um, and, and like it, it, another guy that if he comes and, and there's other guys on my mind, like Solomon Thomas, uh, who, who's a free agent off an injury year. Like if we could bring those guys and, and he brings a Salah energy with him. Right to the Jets, so like he is the culture, and they and they're kind of bringing that with him. Man, that excites the hell out of me, dude. I can't, I cannot understate that enough. I'm so excited about the defense. It really is Rex Ryan esque from the defensive standpoint. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, how can we how can we not be excited about it? And it's interesting that you bring up the Sherman uh, piece of it and him, you know trying to like get his way on the Jets. And let's be real, he is trying to get on the Jets right now, man. He loves Salah. He's been with him, as you said, from the Legion of Boom in Seattle. Then he went over to San Fran to be with him again, right? And maybe it, part of it, of the reason for him going there was Salah. I mean, let's keep it real. He was also a Cali boy by going to Stanford. He's a smart dude. He's, I think he grew up there. He's from California. So it also made sense for him to go back home too. But he knows that this is probably his career. Like it's very short at this point. This is he's going to be a free agent this year. All right, this is probably the last good contract he can get. And so, why not go with the guy that was the coordinator? And if he can bring, you know, you know, as we're talking about, he's trying to get Deshaun Watson. You know, you see Allen Robinson like and stuff right now. If he can get those guys right to the New York Jets. You give him a friendly contract for like, yo, thanks, bro. Thanks for bringing the hall over here. And I think that's what he's trying to do, too. So, like, let's, let's just all keep that in mind that a lot of things are playing right now uh, together. But I think regardless, if even if those guys did come, I would still expect Richard Sherman to make a move to come to the New York Jets for some for some period without Watson and without uh, A-Rod sure. as well. Yeah, I think that's he's, he's he's trying to provide a little extra, like, hey, I could also be a recruit and look what yeah. I can do. But yo, man, th- like, w- how much should we talk about all year the 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 rookie cornerbacks, the young cornerbacks, 
We have Bryce Hall, we got Arthur Mollet, we got Bless Austin, we got Javelin Goodry, we got all these guys. And guess what? If Richard Sherman is there and we're playing that zone defense that, you know, that that is was made famous in Seattle, was made famous in San Francisco. And let's make it famous in New York, baby. And and let's and let's get the guy. Let's get the guy who was leading it on the field. Richard Sherman was on the field in Seattle as the number one guy in the league. And then he went to San Francisco as the number one guy in San Francisco. Not anymore, obviously, as time went on. But hey man, he's gonna be the number one guy in, in, in the coach in like the, the film room. You know, he's gonna tell everyone what to do. He's gonna tell even if he can't do it himself, he knows what to do. So you know, you know, Bryce Hall can do it. You know, if Richard Sherman tells him. So like, I, 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 and and he can scout. Remember, he used to scout every corner, every wide receiver number one, and he would you know be able to do. How am I going to guard him? This that, you know that 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 excites me, man. Yeah, absolutely. That type of stuff plays big in a locker room, right? Just bringing in that veteran presence. And, you know, it goes with with all sports, right? You want some sort of veteran presence regardless if they're going to start or not. And he's probably going to get a little bit of starting time, uh, especially if none of those guys are ready to be on the field and really take on that full-time job. I think Sherman has a little bit left to go. Maybe he's got another one, two years in in him. But if you keep him around for the long haul, right, it's kind of like that uh, – what's his name um, – Oh my God! Uh, strong safety for the Baltimore Ravens. Why am I? Uh, what am I? What? Ed Reed. Ed Reed. Thank you. <laughs> and the Jet. Remember? He's a Jet too, baby. Exactly. And that's where I was going yeah. to. So yeah, like, yeah. he was a Jet, and like the whole point was that he was supposed to like be that like coach for for our safeties, right? And he did get some playing time, um, but you still bring that type of guy in to coach somebody to coach some of these young guys up. And that's that's the only reason, I, like not the only reason, but it's like one of the many reasons why you can see Richard Sherman becoming a Jet. Absolutely, man. And it, I'm just I'm very happy. Let you know. Let's um, of course we have to see what he does. But hey, our defense was our strength last year, and it just got better. So it, it excites me. Get ready for the four three. We're going to be playing a lot of zone. Uh, mm-hmm. I think in uh, in the in the defensive um, in the backfield, like the, the DBs, um, I'm hoping. Here's the one thing, man. I'm I'm curious about how he feels about Marcus May. Um, we'll know very shortly about how he feels about Marcus May if we're gonna end up extending him. I really hope we do. Uh, and don't forget that CJ Mosley's coming back. So we yeah. got CJ Mosley. We got Quinton Williams, who is not going to be traded for Watson or anybody else. I promise you, I will go insane. It's not happening. Um, Joe Douglas is the man. He's not, I, I can't like, I can't get behind that rumor. Um, so we have Q Will, we have CJ Mosley, we're gonna have Marcus May, Richard Sherman teaching the cornerbacks, new guys coming in. And then, uh, your boy Pulio, as we said, likely not gonna resign with the Jets. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. But the slot corner, usually that's like a, that's like a coach's guy. You know what I mean? And K Will, I'll just call him K Will because I'm not gonna mispronounce that. Um, he's, he's a free agent. He's an absolute monster. Richard Sherman already said, uh, brought to light that he's from Jersey. So let's just make it happen, man. Let's just make it happen. Hey, it's it, a lot of it's uh, a lot of it's a lot of the writing's on the wall right now. So we just have to wait and see. Uh, gotta wait until March, right? Gotta wait until March and see uh, it all play out. Yep. And that's it. Uh, yep. but John. And- no, no, go, go, go for it. Go for it. No, the last, the last thing I'll say, uh, because we're gonna get, we're gonna get into what you're about to say right now. But for the defense, definitely now, I'm really curious about Henry Anderson, mm. right? Because the four three is his 
uh, that's actually his skill set. We're going back to his skill set. But if we cut him, we save seven million, and we get two million dead cap. So that seven million can go towards someone like Solomon Thomas, or as you're about to transition to a, a, an offensive guy that we might have heard about. Uh, if you don't live under a rock, uh, I don't know. Does Deshaun Watson ring a bell to anybody? Oh my god, dude. Um, it's so funny, by the way, because uh, so. So just so people get like an idea out there, like John and I like overlap on some of the social accounts and what we do. John really more so runs the Twitter. I do more so of the uh, Facebook and Instagram stuff. And uh, <laughs> Giants fans are coming out of the woodworks, man. They're they're, they're they are they are just stating like, oh well, you know, it's the the New York Giants. Like, of course it's us. Just it's like, come on, guys. Like, do you guys have the assets to trade for somebody? Like. Now we're that now who's being delusional, okay? Like now who's being delusional? We actually have the cap space and the assets to do it. Like we have the hall. Like even w- when national media tells you the New York Jets have the assets to do it, like that's just a big sign. Believe so, them, believe them, because they hate us. Believe them. Yeah, they don't want the they don't want it like that. Look, and they'll put us they'll put us in the limelight when they want us to fail. Okay, I remember that year two thousand eleven. We're like, oh yeah, the Jets will make the playoffs, and we didn't. Um. But no, so Giants fans are coming out of the woodwork. But the big thing is that Deshaun Watson seems like it's a real thing, man. We saw that he had pictures of being in, in New Jersey. He went to the Brooklyn Nets game, tried to hit uh, catch up with KD and uh, Harden. And apparently there's like from incarcerated Bob, uh, you have Harden and KD trying to recruit uh, Deshaun Watson over here. They have Deshaun Watson wearing a green and white hat. And then you have, oh my God. And then you have, uh, dude, hold on. And then... Uh, I'll, I'll give a shout out to if you if you're on Twitter a lot, you see this account. His name's Justin Gray, big Jets fan. He tweeted something, and Deshaun Watson's agent liked it uh, about him coming to the Jets. So a lot of stuff is going around right right now, and it's it, it feels like it's about to happen. Like I I don't want to be fooled. It feels like it's about to happen. I don't want to go through that whole because we're Knicks fans and we went through the KD and Kyrie thing. So, but. Uh, as of right now, like, John, what do you think? What do you think about Deshaun Watson right now, John? How, how are you feeling? Because, like, every single minute you're tweeting out, like, oh, my, like, John's pretty much, like, just shaking, like, what's going to happen? Things are tough. I mean, you don't come at me and tell me a top five quarterback in the NFL wants to come to your team, and you're going to have me come act normal. Like, that's not, I'm not going to act normal. Like, that's not, if that's what you're expecting, I'm sorry. This is not, that's not who I am. Uh, if Deshaun Watson tells me he wants to come to the New York Jets, like I'm asking him what he needs from me. Like, tell me, Deshaun, call me, and I will do it. Like, that's that's how I feel about Deshaun Watson. But it's just, oh man, like what a roller coaster! Shout out to Justin Gray. I actually joined his Discord today, uh, so we have like a whole like shout, like that's really cool. Like another Jets community um, where we're kind of like going through, and it's um it's pretty organized and, and there's no spam. Like it, it's pretty nice. So. Um, we are, there's some excitement in the Jets fan base, man. And, and there's no controversy into what you feel about Deshaun Watson. The, the, the real, um, I guess the real discussion is the, the trade, like the trade hall, like you mentioned, because I'm going to come out and like point out that when you have a lot of assets, people want them all. You know what I mean? So, and, 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 and what I mean by that is like, 
it, like when when the when the Celtics when they had all those Nets picks, mm-hmm. like the first thing anyone calls them is like, all right, we need like six picks, and and then, but they call they'll call another team for the you know the same guy and they only need two or three first round picks from them. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. It's just because you have all those assets. So like he's a rich guy, he can afford to give me more money, like tax him more, sort of right. deal. So that's one thing, uh, and I'm so happy that we have Joe Douglas um, as like an actual human being, football guy, <laughs> right? We don't have we don't have an we don't have an investment firm. We don't have like all these weird things happening. We, we don't like, we, we don't have Mike Tannenbaum who's like, yeah, if you got to give up like five first round draft picks, maybe you yeah. even throw in an extra one. Yeah, yeah. why not? And you got to give in Sam Darnold. It's like, what are we? T- like what? <laughs> Honestly, he's clearly looking for a spot in the Houston organization. Like clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so obvious. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. From I don't know. Uh, hey, man, I, like I don't know how it's so hard for him. Like Idzik was with the Jacksonville Jaguars, so the bar's got to be low, right? <laughs> Unreal. Unreal, dude. So let's get into it, man. What are – there's so many draft – like it, it would be almost impossible to go through all the, like, the, the different draft and trade rumors for Watson. Everyone has their own. Right, yeah. everyone has their own trade rumor. The only thing that we tangibly know is usually what it costs for us. Like, forget anything. Usually, no one is talking about this. But what does it cost for a number two overall pick, where there's a quarterback of two quarterbacks or more available? Okay, mm-hmm. because I hate when somebody says, "Oh, th- this guy, he's going to cost you multiple first round picks." But all first round picks are not equal. All right, the Jets have the number two pick. Pittsburgh, for example, has like it, they're in the twenties. Like it, it's different, you know what I mean? Like so for sure. So um, I'll just I'll, I'll throw it up to you. Like I, I I'm uh, I'm you know you know I want Watson no matter what, right? You know that for sure. So I want to know from and I'm I'm gonna be stingy with my Jets. Okay. I'm gonna be stingy with my because I because in my head here here's how I'm thinking about it. Right, the Houston Texans have no leverage. Let's go through the facts, okay? We have a quarter, a top five quarterback who is not answering their phone call, and he he has made it clear a two out of ten, et cetera, et cetera. He's angry with them, okay? And he's not answering their phone call. He wants out, okay? That it, it's clear. That's been made very clear. Number two, we have he has a no trade clause, so he gets to actually choose where he wants to go. Number three, nobody can afford his massive, insane contract that's coming up. So you have to have all those things in order to trade for Deshaun Watson. Now, say you are Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Say you are about to go to this team. You want to win. He's not Carmelo Anthony. He has an actual no-trade clause. He's controlling it. So why would he go and do – I'm having PTSD from Melo. So why would he go to the Jets and fleece them? Why would he allow that? You know what I mean? He, if, he, if he could just say to the Texans, I'm only signing my no-trade clause for this and I'm not playing for you. So figure this out. You know what I mean? And you have this massive contract on me and it's your fault because you were incompetent. You, didn't, you said you were going to let me have input with the head coach and GM and then you didn't and you hired whoever you wanted. So the relationship is fractured, and we are here to take advantage of. We have six picks within the first hundred. We have, you know what I really want, man? Like, I, I, my stinginess, I want to give them Sam Darnold, the number two pick, next year's Jamal Adams pick, and the Avery Williamson pick from this year, and just tell them to go away. And I'll even take Randall Cobb back. Give me the Randall Cobb contract. I know you hate it. I'll take that too. Like, that, like if I'm Joe Douglas, that's where, that's where I'm going. 
I agree with you 100%, right? So I agree with you 100% on giving up those assets uh, to get Deshaun Watson. You know, they they show rumors of, like, having to give up, like, three first-rounders. Obviously, this is, like, the Houston Texans trying to put stuff out there so they know that they can get whatever they can. Uh, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta throw feelers out there, right? Who's willing to give up this much in order to get him, and who has that capital to do it? Most teams don't. The New York Jets have everything that you based out in this fact pattern, right? Cap space, resources, which is draft picks in this point, and even some players, maybe we can get, if they wanted Darnold in, in, in exchange, uh, of getting a draft pick, we can give you Darnold and re- reduce how many of those picks we give out. Right? We are that team. There, there's no one else out there. We got, like, we got what you need, girl. We got what yeah, you need. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> like, like, let's stop. Let's like stop. Like, there's only one person in the room. That's like, there's very few people in the room. Okay, I'm sure teams could try to do whatever they do to finagle the books and like try to cut people and get whatever. But at the same time, are they going to have the capital to like fill all those holes that they just cut and then they just trade? Right. We have that vault. This is weird to say. The Jets actually have that vault. We have not spent crazy in free agency. We actually have money this offseason. And we don't have... Uh, <laughs> we. It's just weird. And we actually have draft capital where we didn't trade draft picks just for like crazy, ridiculous... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so the way I look at this, right? If I'm Joe Douglas, right? Obviously, that's the that's the bargaining I want to do, right? I want to get down there, but at the same time, let's look at the let's look at the situation that we're in, right? Let's also look at this from the Jets' perspective. As a Jets, as the owner of the Jets, right? You don't know if Sam Darnold's it. You have one, maybe two years left with Sam Darnold. Maybe he's a your own reacclimation project, right? That you got to work with. Or you got to go work in the draft if you like someone in the draft, right? So there's a lot of things at play here. Maybe there's someone else that you see coming up in another draft that's upcoming because these guys are a couple years ahead of us. We're not even looking at this. We're we're fans. We're we're into the moment. We're not we're not the business people who are like, oh, let's see what who else is coming up through the lines that's ready for this. Uh, last time I checked, Peyton Manning's kid. Oh no, uh, that, that that no, the Manning kid. Who who's whose son is that? The Manning kid. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there there is there is another Manning coming out, and he's supposed to be the best one out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, like the the young kid in high school who played really well. He's got like the whole thing. And uh, I don't whatever. care. I hate Peyton Manning. They're all dead to me. <laughs> yeah, yes. You gave us, us. You get exactly. You gave us gays. Go fuck yourself. Uh, but he's like what? <laughs> yeah. And, seen- and by the way, he's helping pick the new Tennessee Volunteers coach, bro. Pick, I hope he brings gays. Yo, bring Adam gays. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, speaking about Gase, side tangent before we keep going. You see that he's uh, the Seattle Seahawks are potentially interested in Adam Gase. Nothing please, would be happier. Please <laughs> let that happen. Please no, let that happen. Go- what is going on in Seattle? Where they're taking Schottenheimer after after us, and then they're taking they want they're interviewing Gase, and then on the same day, your boy Jamal Adams, number thirty three on Twitter, uh, shout, he's like shouting out the the New Orleans Saints who play in Louisiana. For their head coaching hires or their GM hires, like oh, they're like, he's all over the staff. place, man. Dude, he, dude, listen, listen. Seattle has to pay him, and guess what? He probably has found out that he they're not going to, and yeah. and now he's trying to go back to Louisiana where he was the king of LSU. Yeah, I mean, look, it makes sense, man. Look, it's hard to pay that much money for a, a safety, like two first round picks. Yo, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, hold on, we're, we're about to get this. Let me get back on track now with uh. Let me get back on track with uh, what I'm saying. So we're looking from this all the Jets, right? So does Joe does Joe Douglas see uh, anyone down the line, right? Do 
are they thinking like Sam Darnold could potentially be like, could you revitalize his career where we saw he was making the right, he was making the right, uh, uh, he was showing progression uh, between during his second season, right? We don't know what he's thinking, obviously, but let's look at what we also got. What is what is the BATNA, right? And for people who don't know what the BATNA is, it's best alternative, the, the, the acronym is best alternative to a negotiated agreement, right? So we got the Jets and the Texans who have to come to agreement. What is Joe Douglas's, like, what is his turning away point? How many draft picks? Now, I was talking to the group chat today, and it was that thing where it showed four, four first-round picks. I think that's the extreme limit. I know you disagree with that. I know you don't like that take. I think that's like the the max limit if you really need to show on Watson because let's keep it real. When do you get a chance to get a quarterback like this? How often, right? And if you're in, in that trade, uh, in that trade, they did not have Sam Darnold. So if I pull it up, right, the trade, the trade includes uh, this year's second, includes the 34th of this year as well. Then includes the first round of next year, uh, yeah, next year, and the first round of 2023. So it's four first round picks, two for this year's, one for each following year. No, the thirty four. The thirty four is the second, second round. You're right. You're right. The second round pick. The second yeah. round pick. Sorry, sorry. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they want a first of this year, the second of this year, and then a first from each following year afterwards. You're right. Thank you for clearing. I, I thought I think of thirty two for a second. So anyway. You got all those. I'm like, okay, so three first rounders and a second. I think that's my max limit on what I would do. Um, yeah. I'd have to look more into the books and seeing who we can cut and who's still on the books. Is the other thing that we have to think of, like who else is st- sticking around for a long period of time, right? Like I know we gave Alex Lewis a three year contract starting this year, but I don't know when we can. I'd have to look further into like when can we cut him? When is if his dead cap is more than what it's then it makes sense to cut him. We're not going to cut him. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was looking at the book, seeing what we have, looking at the opportunity, and if I see the chance to get Deshaun Watson, I think that is the max cap. That is the max for myself where I say I will do this tra- this trade to pull on Deshaun Watson. Am I saying that's what Joe Douglas should come out with? No, I think that's the last thing he should do because I think the opportunity to get Deshaun Watson is so. Dude, that's a change. We're talking about a quarterback that just changes the entire franchise. We also got to yep. think about the value that he brings to the team too, right? Look, if if Allen Robinson is wanting to come team up with Deshaun Watson, who else would want to team up with Deshaun Watson? What other players does he bring along for the following year? It's also New York City, and you don't even have to live in New York City. It's New Jersey. You get to go to New York City, so you're not even paying that much in taxes as you would in New York. And so, the property tax is higher, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, my my thing is like. Bringing him alone, it's like it's not just the player itself that you're thinking about. It's what else does he do to that team, right? He changes the entire culture at that point with Robert yeah. Salah and everybody. So that is my max and what I would do. But I really want to go with the plan that you have, right? I think that's more realistic because there's no way that we're going to have to give the Texans that much. Because at the end of the day, it's like, look, you got a guy who's not going to play for you, okay? But we're not going to try to undercut you either, all right? We're going to try to be fair. So either you come to the table and make this agreement, which I think is what your plan is. It's like, look, what else are you going to get out there? Who else is going to give it to you? If someone else is willing to go, like, who is the next bidder is then the other thing that you got to think about. But I don't think anyone else can bid that much because then you lose so much for the future. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 tough to think about and to conceptualize. But the three first rounders with a second round pick is the maximum I'm, I'm going with. And I think that's the value of Deshaun Watson because how often do you get, 
he's a generational quarterback, man. Like he legit like changes everything that you 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 start to plan around. He's so talented. Like you don't get that too often, man. And even on a losing team this season, he's still putting up numbers. You know what I mean? Like it's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard. What, 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 what you... it's, it's hard. It's hard. It, the only thing that's hard is because we're scared of heartbreak. We're scared of we're scared of the same old Jets <laughs> moniker. Right, I, love you start, huh, I love how you start with heartbreak. Like this is like, look, man, we we've gone through so many relationships. Okay. Yeah, man. Yes, and, and especially especially like the, the Jets Jets find interest. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Like oh yeah, the Jet they kick the tires. You know, like that that is like. That would be the worst possible thing to happen. If Deshaun Watson right now, like I, I'm so invested in Deshaun Watson at this point, even financially invested. I've even I've even placed a wager on it, okay? Because I, <laughs> I, 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 I literally think it's gonna happen, okay? But hey, okay, say they okay. I I I I understand if they don't want Darnold, okay? If they're gonna get the number two pick and they're gonna pick a quarterback and they don't want Darnold, no problem, okay? We'll trade that to Indy for their second round pick. And, We'll, play, we'll, we'll, we'll probably play Indy in the playoffs for the rest of our lives. No problem. We'll play Sam Darnold, and it's going to hurt us, and it's going to be crazy tough games, and it'll be fun. The old, the old division rivals. It'll be a great time. Mm-hmm. Okay? And they'll, they'll have a ball showing us Super Bowl three. Absolutely. And, that, and that's where it comes back with, like, the trade, right? It's like it, that trade that I talked about. First round of this year, second round of this year. So you're going to have the second and the 34th and two first-rounders each following you after. And if you can flip Darnold to get a second-round pick, then you already got back an asset. So then you only really gave up three picks and you got now an elite quarterback? Hell yeah. And I actually think you can probably get – I think you could probably even swipe like maybe like a fifth as well as a second within that. Maybe even max a fourth. I don't know. I think a fourth is pushing <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah. I feel like you can get a little bit more for Darnold too, right? And Who knows? Who knows what else that you're trying? They're trying. Who else do we know that they're trying to move and get more assets? Right? We don't know. We just don't. And yeah, we, we just saw the NBA trade, and I think that's what's, people, what's in people's heads, man. They just saw the like the devalue of draft picks, and when they traded like eight picks and, and nine swaps for Harden, you know what I mean? And that's why they think like, <laughs> oh yeah, like here, take five picks for uh, for Watson. But as you pointed out on the last pod, man, it's it's the polar opposites for the NFL and the NBA. The NBA has devalued picks. I mean, for God's sakes, man, we have OKC with 18 picks in the NBA. Like that's fr- they're not going to use 18 picks. Okay, give me a pick. I'd like to just make a selection for the hell of it. Yeah. Uh, and they're the NFL, like, mad, they're going to employ mad Europeans, mad Africans. Like, <laughs> <laughs> none of them are ever going to play. No, no, no one's gonna. No, we have no idea what the hell they're gonna. They're just ready for to trade for somebody, and that's why they collect, collected all those assets, right? But then you have something like the NFL, as you point out in our in our most recent Knicks pod, where the NFL overvalues draft picks to a certain extent, where it's like, okay, you build through the draft to create your core foundation, right? Free agency is supposed to be the tool up to make to reinforce what you to reinforce that culture that you built, and you're not trying to spend. You only spend crazy when you're close, right? I think, like, the thing is, like, one, we don't know draft picks when we draft them, right? Joe Douglas has already done a good job uh, so far in his first year. So it only gives me more confidence that he can do it again in this following, this upcoming draft, right? So if you trust a guy who can draft well, um, and, like, look at what he found, like, with uh, Denzel Mims, right? He traded back to get him. So I, I, I can trust a guy to do something to make that type of move. So is it going to work out every single time? I'm not saying that it is, but I can trust somebody who has like a good eye for talent. 
And I don't know. I just – it's tough, man, because I just look at it as like if you get Deshaun Watson on the table, you just got to go for it, man. Uh, there's a limit. That's, there's what, a limit. that's what Houston – that's what Houston's saying, though. Houston knows. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, it's Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? But Joe Douglas, I, I just trust him so much. Just be like, I know. And I know what we have. I know. But listen, man, we you have no leverage. Yeah. And that's why I'm not too worried about the negotiation. And my thing is that, so what I said, like, as and this is all I'm just reinforcing, is like what I said is the offer I think should be the max offer. You don't empty the entire vault for Deshaun Watson because then you don't have anything to build around him. But if you're going to trade three first rounders and then you get a second round back for the Darwin because it's not included in that Houston Texans trade, I'll gladly give up three first round picks to get Deshaun Watson because that right there changes everything. Everything. We're, we can build, we can get the best offensive line, we can get the best defensive line, we can get the best wide receivers. Nothing matters for cha- for multiple championships unless you have that quarterback. And Deshaun Watson is that has that capability to do it. And we've seen yeah. it, right? It's not necessarily that he won, but he can compete, man. He can get you there. The Texans are just a terribly run organization. Like the Jets, they allowed Bill O'Brien to the prior be the, Jets, the prior Jets, the prior Jets. The, thank you for correcting me. <laughs> we, they allowed Bill O'Brien to be like a Bill, to be Bill Belichick and try to be his own GM, and that just failed. Okay, but we saw what happens when Deshaun Watson has a good weapon uh, or good weapons. You know, and don't, like, and don't forget Will Fuller coming off that PED. He's a free agent as well. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just not, saying. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. You know, I'm just saying. There's, there's people. I'm just saying. Like, it's now people coming for him. It just excites me. Uh, of course, we'll pull it back. You know, a little bit. Be, uh, I love him and I want him on my team. And he's a top five quarterback. I just don't want to pay four first round picks. I'm not paying four first round picks. I'm just not. My max again. If you don't want Darnold, let's throw Darnold out of the way. Say you hate him, and we'll take care of that for ourselves. I'll give you the number two. I'll give you next year Seattle or ours, whatever one is better. Like we, if we can make that the transaction, like you get a swap, you get to choose whichever one you want, and then you'll get our 2023 as well. But we have to have one first-round pick for next year. We have to keep one of them from the Jamal Adams trade. And then I want to definitely – the Jets suck at second-round picks. Okay, I don't even care if it's Joe Douglas. We, we've, we've, we've said this a thousand times. So if we get rid of second-round picks, that's fine. We have two-thirds this year, right, for Avery Williamson. Get rid of one, that's fine. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, man. It's really hard. I, I It's so hard to figure out a deal for this because yeah. how often does it even happen, right? How often does it even happen that you have the chance to uh, – to trade for a quarterback. Who was the last one? Who was the last one? What court? Like Jimmy Garoppolo? And even uh, even that was little. But I think that was also in turn that uh, Bill Belichick wanted to like screw over Robert Kraft because Robert Kraft was like, no, we're going to work with Tom Brady and get – he's my guy. And it's like, okay, well, fuck you. Here's what we're going to get. But I think that's the last quarterback to really get traded, right? Is yeah. there has been another one? Yeah, yeah just don't, yeah, and just no, I don't think so. Like Kirk Cousins was that big free agent. Right. 
And like, so like and, and, and don't forget, don't forget what people do to get to that second round pick. People what they trade for Robert Griffin the third. And you know what I'm saying? Like what, like you know, like they're trading their whole team for these quarterbacks for Carson Wentz. Like all these things are happening. You know what I mean? To get these quarterbacks and now, okay, here you go, Justin Fields. Everyone forgot. Everyone forgot how amazing he was in that first game. Like, come get him, bro. The the your your boy, the, the Mormon Mahomes. Like, let's oh do it. God. You know, Trey Lance. Like, we're we're here. Come take it. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I'm ready for it, man. I'm I'm ready. And regardless, though, regardless of how excited I am for it, I'm really excited about our coaching staff. And and regardless of our our offensive coaching staff, really excites me, dude. And and two two coaches we didn't mention are Miles Austin, um, mm-hmm. who is a Jersey native. Also, you, we everyone knows him from his Cowboys days and from his NFL days. Oh yeah, wide receiver coach. And we got Tyler Embry, uh, University of Colorado, as our running backs coach. So, man, I'm Miles excited. Austin. Miles, you know what's funny? I was actually looking up because uh, I was thinking of I don't know why I looked up Miles Austin, but Miles Austin came up in my head like a couple weeks ago, and I just decided to, look, to like wiki him and just see what was going on because I was like, what happened to this dude? Because he was supposed to be part of that Tony Romo like opposite side of Des Bryant, like the the, the it was supposed to be like a, a good tandem of just like a receiving core, and that Dallas team just never got it going, but. God heard your man, prayers, I, man. God heard your prayers. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're looking at Miles Austin? Yo, guess what? He's going to be the new Jets coach. <laughs> we got this, man. We got so that that's that's really it for me, man, and the Jets. I'm 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 really happy about Sala. I'm really happy about the his staff that he's building on the offensive side. Michael LaFleur is going to be running the outside run concepts. We'll get into all that. We're going to need some athletic guards. The draft coverage is going to be amazing. Hopefully, the next time we talk to you guys, Deshaun Watson will be a Jet. And Allen Robinson will have semi-committed. Don't forget, he's represented by um, Gary V's brother, AJ, yeah. AJ V, his, uh, his um, NFL agent. So he, and everyone knows Gary V is the biggest Jets fan ever, entrepreneur. Um, I don't know, man. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Where there's smoke, there's fire. That's for sure, man. That's for sure. But... I got nothing else for this uh, the Jets segment of the episode, so let's take a quick break and move on to uh, the et cetera portion. What's going on, everyone? And we're back from the break. Time for our et cetera, et cetera portion. My goodness, getting tongue twisted over here. And we got NFL playoffs, man. We got the cha- we got the NFC championship and we got the AFC championship. We- Only two more weeks of football. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's so sad, but don't worry, John. We got we got NBA also with us, so we can just we both got league pass, so we can both just uh, binge on that. But it is going to be sad. It's been quite an interesting year for football, especially for fantasy leagues and whatnot. Um, by the way, you did a great job this year on your sleepers. I just have to give you credit for that. All three of your sleepers made the playoffs. Look at that. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Look at that. Yo, Chicago at Bears. Colts and the Steelers. That is impressive, my man. That bro, you, is you impressive, had, dude. You had the Browns, bro, and like that's we did pretty good this year. Had the Browns. The Cardinals kept it at eight and eight. The Broncos, unfortunately, just sucked doo doo. So yeah, I mean, I told you about Drew Lock, man. I, don't say it you me. you you did tell me about Drew Lock. I thought I saw something the year before, but hey, we all can't yep. be right. The young Jeezy, right. bro. The young Jeezy got you. I told you. <laughs> Alex, is, Alex is dancing for us. Um, yeah, so just got to give a shout out to that because that, that was 
I was impressed by the Browns. That was that was so close to a that was a good game. That was so close. Uh, but dude, we got we got some interesting football. This is something. Uh, let's start with the which which game do you want to start with? Because they're both really they're both you can't miss either one of these games because there's a lot there's a storyline between both of them. Do you want to go NFC first or AFC first? Which Let's go NFC. Want? Let's go in order. Let's go in order. We got the we got the NFC in the in the frozen tundra, dude. In the frozen tundra of Wisconsin, out in Green <laughs> Bay. Thank you to T Payne for being the only man to rhyme Wisconsin with the mansion. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so anyway, we got Aaron Rodgers going against Tom Brady. That's just a matchup, I think. You know that if you told me this is, I don't know. That's just a, that's just blockbuster right there, man. Getting those two guys against each other. Woo! What's the line, John? What's the line for this game? We got Mister Aaron Rodgers minus three and a half. That means Tom mm. Brady could lose by field goal and still cover this game. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got, a, we got an over-under over of 51. It was at 51.5, moved down to 51. Also, the line started at minus 4, went down to 3.5. So we have a 0.5 move from minus 4 to minus 3.5 and, and from 51.5 to 51. In 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 the frozen tundra where I would say, you know, if this was any other quarterback that never played in the frozen tundra, both of them have because Tom Brady did play in New England and he gets cold. it gets cold out here. So... I'd actually say I can take that line. I can actually see it being down to a field goal because I think both of them are going to throw, like, they're going to dish it out. They both know how to play in the cold weather. Um, and those are the two guys that you really have to worry about uh, if they can play in the cold as your quarterback for the most part because they are the ones that got to throw it. Um, I mean, I guess you could say O-line and whatnot, but really it's just so the, those two guys who are the main key factors. So I could see that. go. I could see that line, and, I could, and I'd probably t- – Ooh, what did I take the over for? What was that? What is that? How many touchdowns is that then? How many touchdowns are we talking about with the 50? We're talking about uh, three touchdowns each? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I can see that. I can see three touchdowns. I can see it. Yeah, I'd, t- I'd probably take the over on that one. Take the over and cover by three. Okay. Well, well, well 21, that'd be, four, that'd be 42. So you still, need, you need, still need 10 more. So a little bit more than that. So four touchdowns each, um, or like couple, three touchdowns, a couple field goals each. Um, which is Mason Crosby playing? I don't know if Mason Crosby is playing. Um, that, that's but, a huge factor in the playoffs if your kicker is uh, is out. I know he had like something going on with his arm uh, last week. I have a question: Does the Week Six blowout mean anything to you? Um, Tampa absolutely crushed Green Bay, thirty-eight uh, ten. You mean the, you mean the oh. During the regular season? Yeah, during the regular season. That doesn't really mean anything to me because I think you can adjust. And as we've seen, like, even with the New York Jets, right? Like, they've gotten blown out by the Patriots in the past. And, like, we've seen them keep it a close competitive game. The game starts to slow down in the playoffs, so I'm not too worried. And I think both teams are going to try to give their – I think both teams will bring their A game. I'm not too worried about it being a close matchup. I don't think it will be a blowout. If it is a blowout – Well, it's favored the other way. So Green Bay is favored, and they're the ones that got blown out, so – yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I think I don't, I don't I don't see Aaron Rodgers not showing up for a playoff game. You know what I mean? Like we've seen close games with him and the Giants. Uh, everyone that he's played in the playoffs has been a it's been a close game. Him and Seattle. Think about it, it was down to a catch. Uh, 
I could see it being a close game. I see it being by a field goal just because it is the playoffs. Both quarterbacks have been in these type of situations before. I don't see this being a runaway game for either one. Um, so I, I could take that. So you got, you got the Tampa spread and a close one. Who do you have winning the game? Ooh, ooh. This, is the, this is the tough one. This actually, is the next, tough game, one. next game is tougher for me, but go ahead. See, but I, you see, the thing is, like, I can actually see, I could see either one winning. And that's the thing. I could see either one winning yeah. this yeah. game. Well, the other game. Here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm probably, oh, man. My heart wants to say Aaron Rodgers, mm. but my brain is telling man. me. The, my brain is telling me Tom Brady because he's been there way too many times. But at the same time, Tampa Bay is not that uh, – they're not as uh, – what was it? Like regimented or uh, cohesive as the New England Patriots. Like they they'll, they can get into the emotion of the game, if you know what I mean. The Patriots, yeah. there was no emotion. They were like robots on the field. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm still going to go with Tom though, man. I, yeah, I, me I, too. I think I, I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, me too. Yeah. Um, I, I think that Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, in the Tampa Bay Super Bowl, like the Super Bowls in Tampa Bay this year, I, I think he's going to have home field advantage because that's the most Tom Brady thing to ever happen. Um, I, I, but besides that, you're absolutely right, man. The, the, the regular season game means nothing. To me, this just feels like a Todd Bowles defense game. It just feels like Todd Bowles is going to hold it down. Right, he's gonna he's gonna clamp Aaron Rodgers. It's gonna be a low scoring game. There's gonna be lots of running, lots of turnovers, lots of dump offs. I see like a I honestly see like a like a twenty four twenty ball game, but I think it's gonna be Tampa on top. So I got yeah. I got Tampa on the under honestly and money line, but I, I don't love it the money line. I, I love the three and a half, but uh, I got I like I definitely like the under at Tampa. Yeah, I can I can agree. I, I like I like Tampa as well. So um, uh, it's just this, hard, man. It's just hard, this, and I that, hate having to say Tom Brady's going to do it. But oh, I, I just I know it sucks. But also, dude, it's it's so it just sucks to be a Jets fan because like yes, we have all the off season stuff that's great, but we have Tom Brady in the first game that we have to watch, and the second game we got the Buffalo Bills, dude. We got the Buffalo Bills against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Uh, that line moved from minus one Kansas City to minus three Kansas City. Um, very interesting. Uh, we got the over under going from 50 and a half to 54. Uh, I, uh, we got Pat Mahomes in and out with concussion protocol. Uh, he just uh, took all his practice reps though on Wednesday. Uh, that's the latest information that we know. Uh, at the moment, I believe he will play. Uh, just because there's no way they're not starting Pat Mahomes in the semifinals. Man, <laughs> I, I have to say it. Plus three Buffalo is too easy. Give me Buffalo plus three all day. You got Buffalo winning. Uh, Buffalo plus three is the, is one of the easiest. It, it, it feels too easy to me. Buffalo winning, I mean, I'm not taking Kansas City. So if I'm if I'm betting a money line in this game, it's going to be Buffalo. Okay, okay, okay. I like them, dude. I, I know they have no running. I know they have no running game. Right now they have injury. Now they got Freeman coming up, right? They got Singletary and Devontae Freeman. No, Stefan Diggs, he can be locked down, okay? 
But I just don't see anything from Kansas. It's more I know as good as Buffalo is and they're stealing the headlines right now, it's more about me not trusting Kansas City, dude. They've shown me nothing. Every single game since like week seven, Kansas City has been every game I'm like, oh, they're not gonna win this game. They're not gonna win this game. Almost every single one. And eventually it's gonna happen where they're not gonna win. You know what I mean? And it could be against a gritty team like Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, you you bring up a good point where they've kind of been a little lackluster than what their offensive juggernaut has been in the past two years. Um, it's hard to go against Kansas City as the reigning Chiefs. Which and they have no they, running for, game. They have no running game. Yeah, they have no running game, and and so this is where I go with like Buffalo. I, I can see why you go with Buffalo because they're just gamers at this point. They really are just stepping up to that. You know, there's so, there's something to be said about playing with like passion and taking up another notch when money's on the line and i can see buffalo doing that um i would be shocked and i would kind of be happy to see buffalo going to the the super bowl not because i like buffalo but because i like change man i always like seeing something different and uh man honestly either way if you think about it it's it's interesting either way if you get the matchup with the kansas city chiefs or Buffalo Bills, and you get Tom Brady on the other side. It's like my old divisional foe or the guy that kept me out of the Super Bowl the first time. Dude, so it's, a, a Tom Brady versus Bills Super Bowl would just be insane, dude. How many Super Bowls are going to come by us that we just have to we hate both teams, dude? It's been like two decades. Like, oh, my goodness. I know. It's been, it's, it's been too long. But you're going with Buffalo. I think I just have to go the other way just to, to keep it fair on this podcast. I can't I just want to keep it fair to keep it fair on this podcast and just think like, you know what? It's also Kansas City. I, I just can't see them. It's not that Buffalo is a bad team. I just think there's no way like it all depends on obviously if Pat Mahomes is cleared to play. I think he will be cleared to play. This is concussion or not. This kid's going to be out there playing. Um it depends on Pat Mahomes, but I think that's the other factor too. Is like, how's Pat Mahomes going to perform with a concussion? Which is why I also kind of like go back and forth of like, oh, I can see the Bills doing this. If you can't rely heavily on a run game and you need Pat Mahomes to be in the zone to do this, is he going to be in the zone off the concussion? This is where you start to tread the line, thinking like, hmm, I can see why it makes sense to take Buffalo here, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go Kansas City, um, just to keep it even. I'll say this, if if by the time when this pod comes out, it is it is clear that Pat Mahomes is not playing, I am choosing Buffalo. But if Pat Mahomes is playing, I will choose Kansas City. That, that's I'm going to leave it. So I'm going to stick with Kansas City, but it also depends on like who's if he's playing or not. Cool, cool. Any thoughts on the over-under of 54? Man, Public's I think he'd be, I could, I, huh? Public is on the under. I'd surprising. probably go. That is surprising because Kansas City gets up points. Yeah, and so a little bit of reverse line, where the public is on the under, yet the line is moving towards the over. So that 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 points to me to the over. So I like the over fifty four. I was thinking over too. Also, the question is about Buffalo, right? Who's coming out this week? Because we saw Buffalo's defense lead the week way last week, and the week before that was the offense. I think we're about to get an even game from Buffalo. That's 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 all I'll say. Yeah. Sounds good, man. That sounds good. So I got I got Buffalo in the over there. You have Kansas City in the over uh yep. in the second game. And um so so you so what's your so what you you have uh Tampa, Kansas City and I have uh 
God damn it, man. I have Tampa Bay, Tom Brady at home in the Super Bowl versus the Buffalo Bills. Man, we both have Tom Brady. It sucks. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. what is, we thought, like, if he wins, man, yo, what is it? Yo, he better retire. Cr- he better retire. Dude. He better. I know he has another year, but yo, just retire, dude. If he wins in dude. Tampa, but he's going to want to run it back. He's going to want to run it back, of course. But if you win, man, like, come on. Like, it's not how much more can you do it, but it's like at some point, like, Sheesh! <laughs> like he, like you already solidified yourself as a goat in the like he's already the goat. Like there's no disputing that. Like, but if you do it in Tampa too, now you're just now you're just trying to up up rubbing show it uh, rubbing it in, bro. It's, but it's also rubbing it against Peyton Manning too. You know what I mean? Because Peyton Manning is the only quarterback to win two Super Bowls on two different teams. Oh, so if Tom Brady does it, he wants all the records, dude. He just wants all. He the wants it all, man. This man's greedy. This man's greedy. So, uh, <laughs> oh man, oh man. Well, yeah. But anyway, I think that wraps it up, John. That was a good etcetera portion. We'll see what happens this weekend, man. I know we're gonna be texting back and forth about these games. It's gonna be very interesting. Um, so with that, we'll wrap up another episode of the Knicks Jets Etcetera podcast. Another Jets episode. Oh, by the way, John. This is the 50th episode. Oh, man. We're 50 episodes in, bro. Let's go. We're 50 50 episodes in between both the Knicks and the Jets. Look at that, man. Who would have thought? Who would (laughs) have thought we'd still be breathing and alive after being able to talk about the Knicks and the Jets for 50 episodes? God bless you. My God. And apparently we have stuff to talk about. But (laughs) anyway. There's always stuff to talk about. It's just if if our hearts could withstand it. (laughs) That's true. That's true. That is true. But to all our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Another Jets episode of the books, the 50th episode to be in fact. Uh, and make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Make sure to give us a five-star rating um, on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen there. We're on all listening platforms. Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, Apple, you name it, we're there. We're also on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us anywhere. Engage with us at any time. Uh, you can also find us at our own personal, uh, you know, Twitter handles. They're connected to our podcast handle. And also make sure to, to listen to our our producer Rice's music. All right, I gotta throw out the gotta throw out the G for keeping this podcast down. Fifty episodes in, giving us the hot fire with the music, and while still producing his own music. Go check out his stuff. He's on all listening platforms as well. You can go to uh, iTunes Music, you can go to Spotify. He's all over the place. All right, and go give him a follow as well. He's a fun follow. Um, and with that, John. Yep, and that's it. And make sure you catch uh, Alex's articles uh, on basketball, uh, Knicks, and Nuggets. Um, in Boston, uh, unfortunately, and uh, on a hoops habit, uh, and then um, you can catch any Jet stuff on Jet Press for me. Uh, and that's about it, man. Let's go Jets. Let's go Jets. All right. 